tag or fold a corner down in your Bible or whatever you want to do in your electronic Bibles. Um, two scriptures. I'm not going to read them both today. I might read from them. One is Philippians 4. Paul's letter to the Philippians. I'm going to read from that. And the other is Genesis 22. Genesis 22. Does anybody know what Genesis 22 tells us a story of? No. It's actually Abraham. Abraham and Isaac. Abraham's faith is tested. Abraham is asked by God to go and give a burnt offering. And he goes off to prepare a burnt offering and where, where is the lamb? Where is the sacrificial lamb? Where is, where is the offering that I can bring? And God says to him, take your son. Take your son and sacrifice him. Now, I don't know what you think. Your special son, and you're meant to be taking him and sacrificing him. Because what I want to talk about today is expectations. Expectations. Our expectations of God, God's expectations of us. Yeah, one of the things that I can say that God expected of Abraham was obedience. He was hoping that Abraham would be obedient. But what was Abraham's expectation of God? Okay, you're expecting me to give my most precious child to you, to sacrifice you, to glorify you. I don't know what if you put yourself in Abraham's place, what you would have thought, what you might. Do you think, okay, I'm going to kill him, I'm going to sacrifice him? But you're going to raise him from the dead? Because I, I still read in the story that Abraham was surprised that as he's going with his son, there is a, is a, is a, is a, is a sacrifice caught in the bush. Because God expects us to be the obedient. But we trust God. We expect God to be trustworthy. Philippians 4, verse 6. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. You know, there is expectation in two ways there. Number one, there's an expectation that God is willing to hear us. He wants to hear us. He wants to hear us pray. And it says, be anxious for nothing. Not be anxious about some things and not other things. Be anxious about nothing. Especially the things we can't do anything about. But you know, there's an expectation from us that God will hear us. And God will respond. will be moved by our prayers. Maybe not necessarily in the way we expect we'll be moved by our prayers. And then in Philippians 4 verse 19, it says this. And my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Is God limited in any way? Now, God has a storehouse in heaven that's big enough for the biggest prayer that you and I could possibly pray. And I don't know how big your big prayer is. What's your biggest, bestest prayer? Think about it right now. What's the biggest thing you could pray for? Because God's able to do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine. 
than the storehouse in heaven. God's provision is so much more than you or I can ask. And remember, there's millions of us praying. On a Sunday morning, on Sunday morning right now, there's millions of people praying. And God has more than enough to supply all of our needs. It doesn't say some of our needs. It says all of our needs. My God will supply. Yeah, you know, And there's something in what's God's expectation of us in this, in that, that God wants to supply. He wants to provide. He wants to give. He doesn't want to sit there with folded arms saying, mm, not today, not being good enough today. It's not about our goodness that God wants to give. It's about our willingness to be open to him, to ask of him. And because of Jesus, he's able to. So God wants to give and he wants to hear our cry. He wants to hear our prayer. You know, there's a place where we can get to in this world, which I would best describe as a spirit of... What's the best way of putting this? A sort of almost a spirit of obligation. I've done this, therefore I'm owed this. Now, God doesn't give to us because we earned it, because actually we're not good enough. Jesus was good enough, but we're not. But he wants to be generous and give to us. And in Matthew 11, verse 21, it says this. Sorry, 11:28. might read my right. Come to me, all who labour and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come to me, all who labour, who work, and are heavy laden. That's not one person, work or heavy laden. It's both people. And so it could be... But do you know how easy it is to get burdened with things, with life? I don't know whether you remember a programme called Crackerjack. I'm showing my age now. Crackerjack, yeah. And um, there was a game in the Crackerjack in the later stages called Cabbages and Kings. And if you got a question right, you got a prize. And if you got another question, you got a question wrong, you got a cabbage. But if you dropped it all, you lost it all. But actually, you could see people kind of struggle, the children trying to hold everything, or the people who were playing the game trying to hold everything, trying not to drop anything. They were heavy laden. And they didn't want to ask any more, answer any more questions because that might mean they'd have something at them. If they got it wrong, they'd have a cabbage, and cabbages were difficult to hold. But you know what? Sometimes we get laden down with things that are difficult to deal with. And they fill our world. They fill our waking hours. We wake up and we think about it. The scripture I've already said, be anxious about nothing. Be anxious about nothing. Now, do not be anxious. Come to me all who are heavy laden, all who are carrying stuff. And I will give you rest I will give you rest now I take rest to be rest from labour and rest from carrying a heavy burden that's what I take that scripture to say So, not that we necessarily put it down but God helps us to lighten our load either because he gives us more strength and the ability to carry it or actually he somehow lightens the load suddenly it's a bit like nimble bread again I'm showing you my age where you know things seem lighter than they really are Come to me, 
all who labour and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So in the expectation, well, God is wanting us to come. As we are, with the stuff that we've got, with the worries that we've got, and come, and he will, our expectation, give us rest. Rest. Now, I don't know what rest means to you. Rest, for some people, might be sleeping. But rest sometimes just might be a break from the persistent theme, a break from the persistent thinking. Because God also says, the peace I leave you is not the peace as the world brings it, but peace that passes all understanding. Sometimes that peace is something that's frightening. Have you ever, you ever been, your head has been so full of stuff that you stopped, you know, oh, no, I can't stop, I've got to keep on going. Because actually, as soon as you stop, it feels like this wave of stuff, things, sentences, thoughts, ideas, just overwhelms us like this great big tidal wave. Do you know the thing about a tidal wave? Is it passes. Okay, it might be overwhelming for a moment, for a few minutes, but it passes. And I will give you rest. Mark chapter 9, verse 23. And Jesus said to him, If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. I was watching a film last night, and it didn't just... um, The main character said, There's no, you know, don't believe in impossibilities. All things are possible. I thought that's an interesting statement. I wonder where the where the author stood in relation to God. And you might recognise the film because the film then went on to talk about impossibilities. And of course, it's Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, and we can live in a place where we feel like we're Alice in Wonderland. We feel like we're in a place of ooh. Everything seems a little surreal, and the film was certainly very surreal. You know, we, we, we kind of sometimes feel we lose our frame of reference. We lose our anchor. We sang this morning about the anchor holds, you know. And sometimes we feel like we lost our anchor. Especially when the storm and the wind and the waves seem to be blowing. All things are possible through Christ who strengthens me. Okay, who are we strengthened by Christ? What things are possible? All things are possible. God wants to use his people. He wants to touch his world. He wants to touch people around us through us. And so God's expectation here is that we are available. And our expectation is God is willing. All things are possible. Now, I don't know how big your all is. I've already mentioned the size of things. But how big is your all? How big is your everything? Now they're quite big words. They're dangerous words sometimes. All my love I give to you. Who writes the word always at the bottom of letters? And they're big words. But God 
has an expectation that we will ask of him. And we will ask of him big. And we will ask of him things that we cannot naturally see a solution to. Because that's when we're asking God to be a miracle working God. Matthew 24 verse 35. Assuredly I say to you. Sorry. Heaven and earth will pass away. But my words will not pass away. His words are faithful and true. His promises are faithful and true. This book, this guidebook for life is just so full of promises. So full of the promises of God. When was the last time you proved one of God's promises? You asked God for what he said. Many people in church this morning and even those listening online would have prophetic words that are yet to be fulfilled. Now look past the words to the source of the words that is God to remind ourselves that he is faithful and true. He is good and he is for us and not against us. His words do not pass away. And sometimes the ink might fade on, a, on, a, on a, a contract, a promise that you've made with somebody. The ink might fade away, but God's promises, they do not pass away. They do not fail. God is for us and not against us. Do you know, the truth is that God cares about us. And as soon as we allow that to settle in our own minds, then we start to realise that the scripture that I quoted right at the beginning of the service, do not worry, do not be anxious about anything. There's been many testimonies in this church where people have said there wasn't enough money in my bank account to do a certain thing. And then certain things happened to mean that there was enough for the key bill that needed to be paid. God knows about these things. You know, we kind of think that only us and the bank manager know. God knows. Are we confident that God cares for us? Are we truly confident that he wants to meet our needs? Not that he'll think about it. Hmm, I'll think about it. No, he doesn't, I don't think that's the way God is. He doesn't think, okay, how good has Dave been today? Shall I give him an extra chocolate biscuit? You know, it's not like pets. God wants to bless us. And how do I know that? Well, I know that because Jeremiah 29 verse 11 says this. And you know this scripture. We've heard it a number of times. For I know the thoughts that I have think for you, says the Lord. Thoughts for peace and not for evil. To give you a future and a hope. Now God has a plan for us. God has a purpose for us. And I want to say that I believe in a God who is super abundant. You know, we've got, we've got characters in our cartoon world of Superman. Well, I believe in a God who is super abundant. God is able to do super abundantly, far above all that we dare ask or think. That's what it says in Ephesians 3.20, in the Amplified. You know, super abundantly. So let me ask uh, some questions. Let me ask us to close our eyes. Just think for a moment now. I just, I just want us to think about, is there a place where we become disappointed with God. Maybe there was an expectation that something would happen and it didn't. 
Yeah, God is still faithful. He's still true. He's still just. He's still a righteous God. And the words that I've already said so far this morning are still true as well. <laughs> Psalm 23 puts it so clearly. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, even there I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. God is with us. He's for us. Even through the tough times. Even when the tidal wave is breaking over us. He is with us. He's for us. He's not against us. He has not left us. Sometimes we just can't see him through the mist of the, uh, of the breaking wave. We can't hear him through the howl of the storming gale. But he is still there. He is for us and with us. And we are not a disappointment to God. He created us in his image. He loves us. We're precious to him. He looks on us and smiles. He wants to bless us. He wants to give to us. God is concerned about everything that concerns us. That's why the best place we can go to is a place of prayer. Something starts to rise up in your thinking, in your life, in your circumstances that just seems to overwhelm. Take it to God. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything, everything, everything to God in prayer. Have we trials and temptations? Of course we have. We have trials. We have temptations. Is there trouble anywhere? Of course there is. Somebody falls out with somebody else. There's some trouble going on. People disagree with other people and their views. There's trouble going on. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. I'm just going to encourage us in the stillness now with our eyes closed to take a big, deep breath, long, slow, deep breath. Let's even test your breathing. Let's do this together. Let's just everybody breathe out now. I'm going to ask us to breathe in to the count of 10. Start breathing in when I say one and finish breathing in when I get to 10. So don't rush it. Okay, breathe in. One, two, three, five. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And breathe out. One more time. Breathe in. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And breathe out. You know, if I ask you to stop breathing, we'd all really struggle. We'd be okay for a few seconds. We'd kind of freeze all our muscles. But you know, our body is designed to breathe. Our body is designed to love. Our body is designed to worship God. 
God created us in his image. So we're not mistakes, and I'm, I'm sharing these words specifically because I just sense that there are words that need to be shared this morning. We are not mistakes, and the mistakes we have made are not terminal. We are not mistakes, and the mistakes we have made are not terminal. There is no life sentence if we just ask forgiveness for the things that we've done wrong. There's an eternal life sentence in Jesus. That's an eternity with God, because God has made a way that he's perfect and pure, and he's for us and not against us, and he's with us. It just requires that we repent. We turn from the things that we've done wrong. We choose a different way. A better way. So in our expectation, we expect God to be there. He's omnipotent. He's omnipresent. He's all-seeing. He's all-knowing. He's all-powerful. Sometimes that's frightening for some of us. That means he saw what happened yesterday, whatever time. That means he knows what goes on in our head. But that also means he's able to help us deal with it. God is not bound by time. God is eternal. So our way of looking at the world is not the way God looks at it. Because the past, the present and the future are all jumbled up together in some amazing creation that he's created. His view of it is an eternal purpose. So I want to do three things this morning with our eyes closed. For those listening online, for those listening later, would you follow with me on this? Number one, I just want everybody, as we've been still now, to just examine our relationship with God. Let's start with ourselves. Is there a place where maybe God... Would not have been proud. My my, my mum was known as someone who um, was it okay with Auntie Jean. My mum's name was Jean, and the, one of the family questions was, would it be all right with Auntie Jean? And it was a kind of a sanity test as to you know was it wholesome, clean. It was typically around jokes actually, but was it wholesome, clean, and healthy? You know. Now, what, 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 if you look at your life right now, do you just feel it's something that you are? Willing just to show God. And if there's something that you want to hide, if there's something you're not proud of, now's a place to privately, quietly, just say, sorry, Lord. Sorry for what I said. Sorry for what I did. Sorry for what I didn't do. A place, a, a time for repentance. And we're just going to leave a bit of silence. But it's so easy to rush. And yet I believe God wants us to be a people of expectation because he is a forgiving God. us to forgive he wants us to be a repentant people so father forgive us for the things that we have done wrong lord we are truly sorry Forgive us for the things that we haven't done.
Father, forgive us for the things that we've missed. For our expectation of you, Lord God, is that you will forgive us. You are faithful and just. You are true. Your word is to be relied on. And I want to deal with this second thing, which is there's a place where maybe we feel our expectations of God have been blocked, frustrated. There's something that God hasn't done. You know, I just want to remind us all that God is still God. He knows the beginning from the end. He knows what is best for us. Sometimes that's tough to hear. There's been times in my life when I can look back and say, thank you, Lord, for keeping me from that. If I had got what I wanted, if you had answered the prayer that I prayed in the way that I prayed it, I would have been there and I would have walked through that. And God saved me from those circumstances, that situation. God protected me. But at the time, it felt like he wasn't answering the prayer that I was praying. So, Father, we come to you with the rawness of who we are. And the gaps that we felt with you, Lord God. And Father, we want to draw near to you right now because we know that you will draw near to us. Father, thank you that you have a plan and a purpose for our lives. Thank you that your love goes on and on and on. And my final point is this, or prayer point is this, instead of looking back now, looking forward. Our expectations of God looking ahead. God has good things for us. And so, Father, give us the faith to trust you for tomorrow. All that it contains. It's so easy to build an image of what the future might hold and we walk into it and find out it's completely different. God's given us creative imaginations and you know we can create the picture of tomorrow and it can be completely different to what happens. So Father, would you shape our thoughts? Would you shape our thinking? Would you shape our imaginations, Lord, that we would get closer to where you want us to think, the way you want us to be, the way you want us to act, Lord, that we are ready in season and out of season, ready with a good word, a right word. Father, peace givers, peacemakers, miracle workers, Lord, people who are willing to pray and lay hands on people, people who are willing to be your ambassadors in situations and circumstances. Lord, it starts in the place of faith. Lord God, that we start by saying we trust you, Lord, and we're willing to do what you ask us to do. Help us, we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now we're going to come back to a place of worship in a moment. Um, But I I, I want to make time for ministry today. At the beginning of 2017, we're still in January. I want to give space. So if somebody wants prayer, they can either come to the front. We've got people who can pray. I'm happy to pray for you. Or if you want someone standing at the table with you to pray for you, please do ask. Now we've got time this morning to pray for everybody if we need be, in the midst of worship. So if you need prayer, don't leave without having asked somebody to pray. Izzy, Filippo, are you...